I, I, I probably tolerate my stress, but yeah. to love it would be good because then if I could get it on my side, I don't have to keep worrying about it, which means then yes. it doesn't cause stress. Cause stress. How successful are you actually applying that knowledge? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, if you'd have talked to me a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, going back to your question, there are days when I am super productive. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. There's a flip in my brain and go, right, done. And there's other days that the duvet just feels very heavy. And, yeah. and I want to turn the alarm off, the alarm off. I didn't have a, in fact, coaching is what helped me get out of my depression, my depression. Uh, coaching is allowing you to see the wood for the trees, for the trees. You know, sometimes you get too close. That's why they yeah. call the wood for the tree. So you're basically exactly. standing close to the, the... Anyway, I was going to work and I was a bit late and I phoned them. And then suddenly, suddenly the tube started to spin, spin. You know, if I'm a bit late, I run up uh, the stairs, uh, the stairs. This time I was actually crawling up the stairs, up the stairs. Um, even though the condition he was having was really serious, I mean, very serious. Mm -hmm. Um, he didn't let that affect his his mindset, his mindset. And he was diabetic. He was type one. Um, mm -hmm. And he had to keep coming in at a hospital. Poor guy. I mean, you know, he had a family and everything, family and everything, you know, of, of everything else is your health. Because if you don't have mm -hmm. your health, you can't do anything. Career, family, everything doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a thing. I said, what? What do you mean? The guy's lovely. And I said, no one would come to see him. And I think at that point, it hit me that even though, no, I, I was in the situation. I still had my family coming to see me, mm -hmm. to see me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I still take four injections a day. So I mm -hmm. have one long lasting and one fast acting. The long lasting is what keeps me alive. It's the background. Well, if I don't take that, I could go, for want of a better word, go into a coma or even worse, die, even worse, die. Mm -hmm. um, if I get the flu, it can wipe me out. It can wipe me out. Same with, uh, with the terrible pandemic is COVID. So I've had both my vaccines, yeah. but even then I still have to be careful. I have to be careful. If, if I do get very stressed and I have been a couple of weeks where I've been very, very mm -hmm. stressed, um, the blood sugar goes up, blood sugar goes up for me. Managing stress is managing stress is, is crucial. It's vital. It's vital. A lot of stress is about control is about control. A lot of people, they, they try to control things they can't. And I am the same. And I am the same. If you can find a way to respond rather than react, rather than react. And you could be and you could be very stressful and still be happy. But people think that they, they need something outside for mm -hmm. them to be happy and validated. Whereas you can just be happy. Just be happy. For Brian Tracy called Eat the Frog. Yeah. Eat the Frog. Yeah. Awesome. So let's start the interview process. I would love to have it a bit uh, chatty, so don't take it too serious. If there's any questions you don't want to answer, feel free not to answer them uh, or answer them as uh, short or wide as you want. Okay. Uh, it's uh, basically a chat. And uh, even though I, if I might get serious, uh, because that's my kind of uh, default mode, I don't really <laughs> want to get too serious. Uh, my intention is to be a bit more uh, curious and playful. Okay. Uh, so feel free to not take me too seriously anyway and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, i would love to start the interview with uh, you introducing you, you could you introduce yourself rajesh and tell me most importantly what gets you excited in life um that's a good question actually uh, so my name is rajesh malhotra um uh, i'm based in um in the uk uh, a place called sutton and surrey between Wimbledon and Croydon um, and uh, well um, I'm actually uh, uh, got my own YouTube channel um, I'm a, I'm a, um, my background is basically in sales I've just recently started my own well launched my own business which is a freelance sales coaching business um, mm -hmm. but it has been a bit frustrating um, with the uh, pandemic trying to get uh, clients um and uh, yeah that gets me excited also um talking to people like yourself um i i i'm i'm i, I prefer the face-to-face -face networking um 
obviously with the pandemic and everything that's uh, restricted that but hopefully uh, that will that will open up and ease up so I can go out and meet people and everything like that um, yeah but that was gets me excited um, sharing my knowledge and expertise uh, with everyone um, so uh, I, I'm also sometimes on a I guess on other podcasts um, mm -hmm. uh, my background really like I said is sales and marketing um, I used to be a real estate agent Mm -hmm. So I know about property as well, but even about if someone wants help, just, you know, if they're looking to get start a career in sales or, or even in marketing to a certain extent. Um, and yeah, uh, I've also, I, like I think I mentioned as well, I do have a, a, a long-term health condition. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm a type one diabetic. So I, I have to take insulin injections. Um, it is what it is. Um, um, if you want, I can briefly tell you how it happened. Um, oh, why not? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, uh, basically, useful. Uh, no, it's just, uh, it's just uh, story. a... Story. Yeah, it's a story, basically. A uh, true story. Uh, but it's a story, nonetheless. Um, about... Uh, God, where are we now? 2021. Wow, time mm -hmm. flies. Uh, about 2000... I think it was 14... Around about mm -hmm. the same month, yes, actually same month, so about maybe seven years ago, time flies. Um, I'd just come back from holiday, and um, I didn't, at first I was okay, but a few days later I was feeling uh, very poorly health-wise. Health um, mm -hmm. I was being very stressed out, I was going to the bathroom a lot, losing weight quite a lot, uh, being irritable, at home and at work i went to my local gp and i said um you know there's something not right since i've come back from holiday do you think i could have picked up a bug or something you know possibly mm -hmm. um and they said no and then i said well could it be prostrate because i'm going to the bathroom a lot and then the the uh the young um uh doctor i think she was um she was nice doctor but i think she was a locum doctor locum doctor means um a sort of like a temporary doctor, not like your permanent mm -hmm. doctor that you deal with, you know, that you have a sort of like a bit of a medical relationship with because they know your history. Anyway, I said to her, well, something's not right. Um, do you think I could be diabetic? And she said, no, it, it, you're uh, looking at your history. Um, it's very rare for someone to be diabetic at that age. I was thinking, okay, fine. So I didn't think anything of it. She said we'll do some tests. So uh, they did some tests, came out clear. And then one day I was going to work in London and everything was fine until I got onto the, uh, I don't know what they call it in Spain, the metro. But here it's the underground or the tube. Yeah. Because um, I was working in London at that time. I was actually looking for something else. But um, anyway, I was going to work and I was a bit late and I phoned them. And then suddenly the uh, rooms, the uh, what looked like the the tube started to spin you know and my back was like literally felt like it was on fire you know and I, and I was like this this is not normal what is going on here mm -hmm. um and um uh, i remember some uh, someone uh, a kind passenger on the on the, on the, on the tube said are you okay and, I said, and he said maybe you should get off the next stop uh, luckily, my next stop is where work was, but he gave me some water. Uh, and usually, I run up, you know, if I'm a bit late, I run up uh, the stairs and go through the barriers and then, you know, on my way to work. This time, I was actually crawling up the stairs. So you can imagine. Oh. Yeah, crawling up the stairs. And uh, I'd got to the barriers and I was just about, and I, I just almost collapsed at the barriers. Mm -hmm. And this was um, St. James Park. Um, at that time, I didn't know that the, the company that owns the underground, their head offices were there, TFL. Uh, and they said to me, um, they sort of like called the ambulance. They, they sat me down and said, are you all right? And I said, oh, I'm just... So they gave me something to eat, some water. Uh, and then the ambulance people came. Uh, they, I don't know what they say in Spain, but here that we call them the paramedics. The mm -hmm. paramedics came. Uh, looked at me checked me over looked at my eyes and everything said did a test on me some test and they said you're diabetic 
at that point, I sort of got a little bit upset, not with them, but mm -hmm. with telling my GP that, you know, I thought I was diabetic, you know. And anyway, they took me to the nearest hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was, I was literally, you know, catatonic in one, one, one respect. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't. Um, and my, they had to put me in something called a high dependency unit, um, which I've never heard of, but it was called HDU because my blood sugar was so high. They had to uh, bring, bring it back down to stabilize it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was on there, there for, an, I think, a night or two or something. I can't remember. It was just all a blur. Um, anyway, I was in the hospital. And then they, uh, when I, when I sort of uh, got a little bit better and my mm -hmm. senses came back, sort of regained consciousness in a way, um, they said to me, you're diabetic. And I was like, yeah, I understand that. And they said, we were going to keep you here for, uh, uh, for observation and maybe a week or two. I said, okay. So uh, obviously I phoned my family to come and see me. They were in shock. Um, uh, obviously I was in shock as well because I, uh, I, I was told the doctors I could be diabetic, but I didn't know all the symptoms. Anyway, uh, they did a lot of tests on me, had a lot of doctors come around, uh, consultants. Consultants are usually uh, the senior ones to the doctors, and then you have all the junior doctors circling mm -hmm. them. So they t t checked me out. Uh, they couldn't work out why I was diabetic, which seemed a bit strange to me considering i'm in a hospital mm -hmm. and you know um i was in the uh ward and they had uh one of the the top diabetes endocrinologist departments mm -hmm. in 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 i was told in europe i don't know anyway but um anyway uh so i was there about a week and uh i gathered that i was diabetic and i was actually quite depressed in one way because mm -hmm. i was like what, what is this this is quite life-changing you know what does this mean because i didn't really know um my mother was um and she still is um but she's managed to do it god bless her um she's type two um mm -hmm. uh but there's two difference i didn't even know i didn't know there was two different types. i mean this was all new to me um even taking the injections was new to me so um Anyway, uh, we got to the end of, I think, the first or second week or something. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, uh, I was lying in the hospital and there was a, in the ward, there was this a really nice guy who was, I can't remember if he was on the left or the right hand side. Anyway, I was here in the middle um, and there were six beds uh, and he was to the left of me and he was diabetic. He was type one um, mm -hmm. and he had to keep coming in at our hospital. Poor guy. I mean, you know, he had a family and everything. And he said to me, look, don't worry about it. You know, I happened to me and it was a shock, but I learned to manage it. And I said, well, what does this mean? He said, look, you just, just take care of your health. That's your most main priority. Um, you know, above everything else is your health. Because if you don't have mm -hmm. your health, you can't do anything. Career, family, everything doesn't mean a thing. Um, I mean, it's important, but your health comes first. And then I looked at him and the poor guy was on dialysis. You know, so he had to keep coming in and doing dialysis. So he would come in and out of hospital. Mm -hmm. He'd been doing that for 30 years. And looking at him, and he said, look, I didn't take my health seriously at the beginning. You need to. You know, this is, this is it's not an exam. Um, and I, I took his words, but I was still down. And then there was a, another gentleman on my, on my left, right, right and left wrong. And, and anyway. uh, I think he was on my right. And um, this gentleman was... Um, a lot elderly. I think he was in his 80s, but he had a condition where he couldn't talk because he couldn't swallow or something. I don't know. It was yeah. So he was, when he was talking, it was a very, very rasping voice. And uh, he was very um, uh, happy, positive. Um, he'd uh, rush. So I started observing this guy, uh, this gentleman, and he would smile at me and I'd smile back. Um, he'd brush his teeth in the morning, go and brush the teeth, uh, go to the bathroom, you know, do crossword puzzles, um, take his pills. Um, and the nurses and everyone loved him. Uh, he was really like, you know, he had this 
he had this aura energy that was so mm-hmm. positive and um what I, what i realized by watching is that no one would come to see him you know no family um until uh one day his uh i think his ex-son-in-law uh came to see him and um I spoke to him. I said, oh, hi. Uh, you see, uh, you're related? He goes, yeah, I'm his ex-son-in-law. I said, oh, that's great. It's really nice. That, sorry. It's really nice that you come to see him, but where, where, where is the rest of his family? I mean, is he, is he married? Has he got kids? Uh, and they go, and he goes, yeah, no one will come to see him. I said, what? What do you mean? No, the, the guy's lovely. And I said, no one will come to see him. And I think at that point, it hit me that even though I, I was in the situation. I still had my family coming to see me, mm-hmm. um, and this guy who had no one come to see him, and he was a lot elderly. Hopefully, I don't know if he's still alive or not. Was still, you know, um, even though the condition he was having was really serious, I mean, very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't let that affect his his mindset. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I, I then um, obviously left hospital and I had the consultant come to me, um, top consultant, and say, um, I think they just wanted the bed. Um, anyway, um, he, he, uh, he was saying to me and I was, I was waiting because at that point I, I, I'd realized I was type one. I realized mm-hmm. myself because there's two different types, type two. Uh, you can still take insulin on type two, but it's mostly tablets and that you can reverse with uh, diet and exercise. Uh, but I'm I'm type one, so type one you have to take insulin because insulin you can't take as a tablet; it's a protein. Because mm-hmm. um, if you do it, it will just dissolve in the stomach acid. Uh, anyway, uh, the <laughs> consultant, which I heard was the top in the UK or in in Europe, said, um, uh, "So, Mr. Malhotra, what's her name?" Um, yeah. And I was I, I was listening in, intently to to see what what you know, what type I was and what, what, what do I do? Because, and he goes, um, yes, uh, so we've done sort of some tests. Uh, we all right, like to run some more tests, so you might have to come back to the hospital, but actually we don't know what type you are, so you're good to go. And I sat there thinking, is that it? Is that all you have to say to me? You know, you, you, you're meant to be the expert. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit, uh disappointed i wasn't upset disappointed but i thought okay fine you know anyway uh then i had spent some time with family um i was i uh, obviously had to leave my job because i couldn't go back Mm -hmm. i spent some time reflecting um and i thought still when when you're at home you know and obviously i mean it, it i'll be honest with you it took me about a year to get used to uh me being diabetic it wasn't more the physical aspects it was more the mental aspects the psychological mm-hmm. aspects um because I, I there were times when i was saying to myself okay you know this is what you've got you can't use that you can't use that to define who you are uh, but then there was other days saying why do i why why have i got this you know i'd wake up and say why me what, what have i done wrong um, you know, you go through these emotions, but after a while, I did get used to it. I mean, uh, yeah, sometimes I'd get the injections wrong. I had to go through a lot of injections as well. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. easy. Sometimes, you know, in in places, the blood would come, and you know, it was just um, anyway. Um, going back to the hospital, they then back and um, they said to me, you know, you're in usual case. So we've sent your details to one of the other colleges. And I said, okay, um, but did you ask my permission? Uh, and they said, no, we thought you'd, you'd be happy to. And I said, well, look, if you'd asked my permission, um, I, I would have probably said yes, but to, to, to go and give my details, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and and I don't. One, I'm I'm feeling quite vulnerable as it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, and two, I don't really want to be someone's guinea pig if I can avoid it. 
But if, if you'd have, if you'd, have, I mean, there was some miscommunication either way, but I was a little bit upset about that because if they just said mm-hmm. to me, you know, sent me a letter saying we would like you to, do you mind giving us permission? They assumed that I gave them permission, which wasn't the case. But anyway, um, I then decided to uh, transfer to my local hospital, which is uh, St. Helier, uh, which isn't mm-hmm. far actually. Uh, and they were a lot better. Um, they weren't brilliant, but they were a lot better. Um, they were sort of like treating me more like a, a person. Um, I had to have a, a counsellor, which is fine, because I was going through a lot. Um, I wasn't working, obviously, and uh, I, 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 I still take four injections a day. So I mm-hmm. have one long-lasting and one fast-acting. The long-lasting is what keeps me alive is the background. If I don't take that, I could go, for want of a better word, go into a coma or even worse, die, uh, mm-hmm. which I've been pointed out by my nurses on many occasions. Um, so, yeah, so um, that then uh, after a year, I started getting used to it, you know, and uh, yeah, that's uh, fast forward. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm better at managing. Sometimes, obviously, mm-hmm. um, if I get the flu, it can wipe me out because it, 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 uh, it obviously the flu virus attacks the, uh, the immune system. Um, and uh, same with, uh, with the terrible pandemic is COVID. So I've had both my vaccines, yeah. but even then I still have to be careful. And um, of course, other people who are not diabetic or don't suffer from health conditions, they're able to wear, they're able to go about their daily lives mm-hmm. without masks, which is great, you know, um, good luck to them uh, i hope they just and i'm telling everyone out there i hope everyone's keep safe you know because i've lost mm-hmm. people close to me but for me i have to wear a mask until you know it gets to a point where the pandemic is under control which judging by the variants that keep mutating it seems to be the first virus that seems to be one step ahead of the medical uh professionals um so that's that's me. Uh, and um, I'll tell you what helped me. So I just want to tell the viewers before we've got any more questions. Yeah. Is I sat down one day and I said to myself, okay, this is this is what's happened to you. Like I said, you don't, you don't need to use it to define you. Mm-hmm. And I remember, again, I sat down, I remember that old, uh, the elderly gentleman and the guy on my other side saying, you know, they're a lot older than you and they've managed to make it work in a way that helps them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's, you got to remember that there's people who become diabetic when they're born babies, uh, which is really tragic. I, I think babies are born that, that become diabetic. So I, I, I was still diabetic later in life, but I had to look at it from that perspective that there are other people with worse conditions. I mean, you know, people you know cancer leukemia all this other stuff which is even more life-threatening so the the, the thing about diabetes is it's not really a disease it's a condition because Mm -hmm. um what happens is the um the body uh when when you when you eat something um Mm -hmm. and there's a irony in here as well which i'll explain uh when you eat something obviously um it gets dissolved in stomach acid and then it breaks it down and then the, the pancreas produces insulin to take the glucose out of the body. Um, because if you have too much glucose in the body, the body overheats rather like a car or a radiator that you put it on mm-hmm. too long. So the body yeah. needs to cool down. If it doesn't, then it's very dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. uh, When you're diabetic, what tends to happen is that the um, insulin, if you're type 2 and... Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about type two. I'm more of a know more about type one, but with type two, um, it's the pancreas is still producing insulin, mm-hmm. maybe producing a bit too much insulin. And there's these things called receptors, which you need to mm-hmm. open up to take the ins- the in- the receptors take the insulin uh, towards uh, and take the glucose out of the body, basically. Um, and the receptors are rather like um, a key in a lock, a door lock is the easiest analogy. Mm-hmm. But the receptors might be blunt or they may not be right. 
in that case. So mm-hmm. the insulin is there, but it, the receptors can't open it in order to, you know, to get the insulin to take the glucose out of the body. Um, with type one, what's happening is the pancreas is producing very minute quantities or maybe no insulin whatsoever. So that's why you need the injections. Um, but the body obviously is a, a fascinating organism or you know, mm-hmm. complex. So the pancreas produces what's called beta cells. Now the beta cells are the ones that start producing insulin again in the body. But mm-hmm. the immune system thinks it's at war with itself. So it thinks that there's a disease or something or, or, or a foreign body, which it isn't. So then it, the, it sends its, its um, I don't know what they call them, the art, let's just say they're soldiers, right? To, to kill the beta cells. So the, so the, ins- the pancreas are producing beta cells and then the, the immune system is sending the, 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 the cells to keep the, kill the beta cells. So it, it's, it's effectively, you know, at war with the cell, which is why a lot of the doctors and nurses and high-level uh, medical professionals feel that um, type 1 cannot be reversed. But um, I'm sure it can, but obviously, you know, it, yeah, it, it is different from type two. Um, anyway, have you so seen that, any cases? Yeah, have you seen yes. any cases of when yeah. people actually yeah. Uh, reverse? Yeah, yeah. There, there is, there is a, a program I think in America by this by this very esteemed. I think he was a doctor, mm-hmm. um, and now he 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 deals with nature, um, mm-hmm. and he has a retreat. I think it's a retreat. Um, and he, he, in fact, I've got to watch the DVD. I haven't had a chance to watch the DVD again. Uh, but, um, in the DVD, he shows that the, he has six volunteers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think five of them or four of them are type two or something. Uh, and, mm-hmm. or five of them are type two, one's type one. And they go on this, um, sort of like detox program, the detox retreat. Um, and it is very strict. It is very strict. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, they all reverse. I mean, the, the, all the people that were on type two are reversed, and the type one, the guy who was on type one, so he was taking insulin like me. Mm-hmm. His, I think one person dropped out um, because of um, uh, I think other issues that were happening. I don't know if she went back, but yeah, yeah there, there is, and there is an, another guy. And does it give you hope? But can I stop you here? Yeah, it, it does. Um, it, it gives me hope. I mean, I, I'm, I, I've sort of accepted that I'm type one, which is good. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there is hope there, out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, even on YouTube, there's a young guy as well who, um, mm-hmm. who was type one. Um, Can I stop you here and uh, yeah. switch the discussion towards uh, actually the stress? So, because... Uh, the idea is for this uh, interview is to focus on a stress and how okay. it affects and because of the because of the your condition it uh, certainly affects uh, quite a lot of your um, stress levels right yes no i mean it's it's you you can't a, have zero stress in life right yeah um, definitely you can minimize it but for you for mm-hmm. you say um for me if if I do get very stressed, and I have been a couple of weeks where I've been very very mm-hmm. stressed, um, the blood sugar goes up, yeah. you know, and the blood sugar goes up, I have to take more insulin to in order mm-hmm. to come down and space stabilize it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, managing stress is it's 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 a life thing. Crucial. It's not. Yeah, just, it's, crucial. it's crucial. Yeah, it's crucial. It's vital in that case. If I don't manage my stress, um, you know, manage my stress effectively mm-hmm. you know it can have serious consequences very yeah, serious and how are you managing stress so far what uh, are this, your week, tools? Uh, this uh, well my tools basically is obviously um usually in the mornings what i do is um mm-hmm. i either go for walks um mm-hmm. outside um especially if i've got a lot on my mind um yeah. or i do some breathing exercises yoga and breathing oh, nice. exercises so 
that that sort of helps me as well um mm-hmm. uh i do tend to think a lot uh, i'm a, i'm a probably <laughs> classic overthinker and yeah sometimes most I, of us I, are. yeah and i also i got probably OC, a minor case of ocd which is a on po- obsessive compulsive mm-hmm. disorder i think it is yeah. um like um, I'm very security conscious. So when I'm locking the door when I'm leaving, I double check the door three or four times. Which I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you've locked the door. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, it's 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 it, it's for me. It, it's it's very. And do you think it's moment. enough? The things you're doing right now so far, walking and breathing exercises. In a way, it's helping because before I I didn't do anything. You know, I just mm-hmm. I used to sit down and just, um, just think and you know and then overthinking and overthinking and you know i'd get a bit down and stuff you know so it it does help Mm -hmm. um like i said you can't you can't get rid of i don't think you can if anyone out there has got any ideas or if you have about getting rid of some stress totally then that's that's good i would always say i don't think you should that's the whole reason of it Uh, my my podcast uh, my interview is named love your stress and and the main uh, the main idea is actually I would love to ask you the next question. Yeah, to, sure. Go ahead. To understand, like before I tell you my answer, my opinion, I would love to see how do you feel. And I usually love to ask the question, how would you define... First, let's start with defining the stress. How would you define stress in your own words? Stress, um, it's a good question because um, it's different to pressure, mm. you know. Um, but if you're under too much pressure... I think stress is it something is it like the fight or flight syndrome you know when when because mm. our, our brains although we have created a lot of things since um since we were hunters or neanderthal yeah. times um stress is it's it's imagine i don't know i've, I've got i've got a serious phobia of spiders right mm-hmm. and i and i'll be honest with them that's i will always have because when i was young I got bitten by a spider and yeah. all that. But and you didn't turn see... into a Spider-Man. No, it's a shame <laughs> I didn't really. I would like to, um, or even Hulk for that matter. But um, <laughs> I just have to see a picture of a spider and I start breaking out in sweat. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... So how would you define the stress? I would define it as uh, uh, adrenaline going through the body, but mm-hmm. really at high speed and... Um, mm-hmm either the fight or flight syndrome and then you know it, it, it you sort of some people they'll they'll immobilize you know they'll mm-hmm. they'll just it's basically yeah, those reactions yeah those are you, you start sweating and yeah um you know and uh your 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 heart starts beating faster i think it is is, is that mm-hmm. what happens so the adrenaline going so it's like a it's like a trigger you know like a uh uh Sometimes it, it, like you said, love your stress. I like that. Um, actually, I will mm-hmm. check out your, your your podcast definitely because it's something yeah. that I, I I I'm always interested in, in uh, um, podcasts, especially about health as well. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it is a trigger, and um, it takes time for it to to I think to go through this the body itself because, like I said, the mm-hmm. body's complex system. You know, it's an amazing system, but it's a very complex system. Yeah. So for me, if I get stressed, I start getting irritable, you know, mm-hmm. I start sweating um, yeah. and turns into frustration. So I have to say to myself, all right, calm down. I'd account to 10 or if it gets too much for me and I, I, I it, the frustration may turn into mm-hmm. anger, which I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I just I'll just say, look, you need to go for a walk. You need to, you know, clear your head. You know, you need to cool down because your body is. Because for me as well, especially, and for people out there who are diabetic, um, mm-hmm. stress is yeah, it's it needs to. Uh, otherwise, so you know, just you, to you, wrap you... it up, can I? Yeah, because, yeah, go, uh, ahead, go, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, yeah, So sorry, if I I'll... wrap it up, uh, your answer, how would you define a stress? Uh, is a trigger response. It's a trigger and response to the fight or flight. So basically, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would. That's my own definition. Yeah. So if you had to rephrase it again with your own words, uh, just for the viewers to like your definition, because I interrupted you, I just wanted. No, to no, no, clear. it's fine. It's fine. If I ramble on, just ask me. Otherwise, I'll I'll end up. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I just wanted to have a clear uh, definition of your because I kind of uh, interrupted you in the middle. No, no. So fine. you said the stress is triggers. Is there anything it's else? It's a trigger. No, it's a trigger and it's a response to the fight and flight syndrome. Um, and okay. it, it's, it's, it can be a physical trigger, but it can also be an emotional mm -hmm. trigger because you can mm -hmm. suffer from emotional stress. I mean, there's a yeah. lot about mental health these days. A lot of people, because we Definitely. focus on physical health, but there's a lot about mental health as well. If How you do, do you notice it? Because my, one of my questions I like to ask in my interviewees is, how do you notice that you have too much stress? So what are the measures for you? I can't think clearly. You know, I, I feel overwhelmed. Clearly. Yeah, I feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a case of like, I just, I'll, I'll get to the point where I think, oh, I just can't be bothered doing this. No, I mm. just want to, you know, I just want to do something else. You know, uh, yeah. maybe watch TV, watch comedy or go for a walk. It just gets to the point. It's it's like a like I said. The reason I say it's a trigger point is like mm -hmm. a tipping point, where mm -hmm. I can see myself hitting that that tipping point. And if you had to draw a graph with your hands, which is actually I love how you organically go through my questions. You almost started drawing because one of my questions is uh, if you had to make a, like a graph uh, between level of stress being on a y-axis and let's say success or happiness on x-axis, how would you draw the curve of the, or line of the stress? Stress as, as uh, in comparison to success or in, in yeah. comparison? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I Or happiness, I, would, I mean, depends how you define success. I would say some stress is good for you. Um, you know, so um, some stress is so, in line, so if you had happiness and success mm -hmm. here, because yeah. um, there's no point being successful if you're not happy, because success yeah. without fulfillment is failure. It's, yeah, exactly. I, uh, trust me, I'm talking from personal experience. So if happiness is here and stress is yeah. here, yeah. I think you can, they can um, live together, if that's a, if it, that's mm -hmm. for a better yeah. word. You know, yeah. they're, they're not mutually exclusive. As long as mm -hmm. you manage stress levels, you yeah. know, I mean, there, there are, um, uh, uh, so I would say as you gradually become more successful, mm -hmm. you may deal with higher levels of stress, but as long as you can manage it effectively, yeah. you know, uh, that's okay. You know, that's, that, I think that's, 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 like you said, your podcast is love your stress. Yeah. Um, as long as you can manage it, what, what happens is that when you don't manage it and you get out, because a, a lot of stress is about control. Um, mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people, they, they try to control things they can't. And I am the same, right? I try sometimes control things that I can't control, which in a way defeats the purpose, you know? And it's also your response to the control. A lot of people react, you know, mm -hmm. to circumstances in life. Um, and, and I'm not blaming people. I'm not saying you're at fault, but I'm saying that if you can find a way to respond rather than react, you know, um, that would be better because yeah. with response, you've, you then you can, you can then you have, you, you have um, a way of claiming your power back or control in a way. Whereas if you react, what happens, you get into this habit of sort of reacting to everything, which then, uh, leads down to higher stress, which then you become mm -hmm. what's called a vicious circle. You know, you you then start, and it becomes a habit, and that's not good for your health, or your success, or even your happiness. You know, whereas if yeah. you learn to respond uh, in a way, you have some power back. You become, um, you you don't become a victim. You know, um, you become um, what's the weather winner or champion. Uh, yeah. in, in that way both both mentally and physically obviously you need to look after both of it but um yeah, yeah i i believe on the graph as you go up you will you will you will um you may get increasing amounts of stress but as long as you have strategies that mm -hmm. um you can deal with the stress because if you if you have too much stress i mean look at the end of the day um and i'm talking also to outside to the viewers and i may digress a bit but a lot of people chase a lot of things, 
you know, they're mm-hmm. chasing success, they're chasing money, they're chasing uh, health and everything. And, and I've realized that when you chase things, they're elusive like the butterfly. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is you have to become, you have to attract it by becoming the person. That, uh, yeah. and, it, and it's more difficult than it sounds, you know. But well, if it that, was easy, everyone would do it. Exactly. <laughs> if it's easy, not everyone will do it. Everyone wants the instant success, like you know, mm-hmm. um, especially in the age of social media, you know. Yeah. You, uh, but but you've got to remember, there's a lag time. Success is both a journey and a destination, so it's a bit of a mm-hmm. paradox. And so is happiness. You can be happy right now, right? You can have loads mm-hmm. of problems to you, and you could still be happy. It's a decision. Um, yeah. You know, it's a decision, and you could be de- and you could be very stressful and still be happy. But people think that they, they need something outside for them mm-hmm. to be happy and validated, whereas you can just be happy, um, you know, and, and, and that relates to also uh, uh, stress as well, you know, the graph. Mm-hmm. So I hope I've answered your question, maybe in a yeah. roundabout way. But Yeah, I could, actually, when we were talking, uh, I realized that I uh, put the axis the wrong way around how I used it, because how I see stress is like a bell curve. So oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you have a stress on a x-axis, as the stress increases, and the happiness or success on a y-axis, uh, as as you want to increase your happiness, at some point you need to start reducing the stress. Or this yeah. is a bell curve. Bell curve. Oh, and it's more of a bell curve a, than a than yeah, a graph. it's a tipping point. And you said this in the beginning. Uh, it has a tipping point. At some point, uh, you have to the as the stress increases, happiness reduces. So in the beginning, uh, it kind of goes into hand in hand into the, um, what you were saying in the uh, beginning of the question that, yeah, yeah, you actually need, uh, you have you can live with, with the stress, with some more stress. And I, I would even go as far as saying that we need some stress because we then do. you get bored. Uh, it's then just uh, demotivated, bored, and there's nothing happening. That also can cause stress as well, you know that. Yeah. Because yeah, um, exactly. human beings are meant to be, they're creative and um, yeah. we like variety. You Definitely. know, it's like you said, if you've got. Sounds like Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I. <laughs> because I quote... hear lots of ideas. I, I hear lots of ideas uh, from you that uh, I've heard from Tony Robbins. Is that true? Yeah, I see. I, I, I listen to a lot of uh, personal development. I mean, I used yeah. to listen to a lot of Jim Rohn, Earl Nightingale, mm. Dig Ziglar. Brian Tracy is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked one of what Tony Robbins said. You see, uh, success without fulfillment is failure. And I know yeah, he's definitely. a bit Marmite. You know, a lot of people love mm. him. You know, they yeah. some worship him. Um, but others think, mm, you know, he's too rah-rah for me. But he did this video mm. called Your Guru. But a lot of what he says does make sense. Uh, it seems like when Definitely. when when he's talking, although is uh, he's he's jumped because I've been to the UPW events. I went a long long oh, nice. time ago. Um, the and virtual he won't, or the in person? In person, I went to. Oh, nice. Ages ago, and he won't let you sit down. You know, you'll sit down for a couple of minutes, and then he'll yeah. be. His energy is just out of this world because yeah, I just... attended the virtual one. At, uh, it was more like uh, he, he did let us sit down. However, he would uh, every half an hour or so remind us uh, stay hydrated and jump yeah. around. Jump yes, around. Yeah, yeah, would jump around and he'd he'd do what's called uh, this anchoring. So he'd anchor yeah. feelings into us, um, mm-hmm. and he'd talk about his story, which was um, you know very mm-hmm. very inspirational. How he started. You know, um, and I remember it. It was just like, because it, when when it started, everyone was quiet, and then the, by yeah. the third day, everyone was crazy, high fiving and everything. And uh, I even did the firewalk. You know, the firework yeah. as you go yeah. over the firewalk, uh, and and that was because of breaking your limitations. And that was a long, long time ago. But yeah, I I I have a lot of respect for Tony. I I I follow, I follow. Um, what I call uh, speakers and leaders, yeah. I, I look at them and I admire the skills and expertise that they have and what they share. And I want to be like them in a way. So uh, Tony mm-hmm. talks about modeling, you know, I know Definitely. we're digressing modeling. If you and want. actually we're not because we're actually going to the segue 
and I want to be time aware because I have another call in. Yeah, no, uh, no, 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 eight no. Minutes. Keep, keep me so on track. Keep to, me on track. <laughs> I would love to. How do you say? Still go through the main points of the discussion. Yeah, carry, carry and, on. Uh, carry. Anyway, but uh, as you said, uh, Tony Robbins talks about modeling. And the crucial part and the most difficult, the one that I'm also at the moment uh, struggling the most, uh, is actually taking that action. We can listen to all those motivational speakers. Oh, yeah. We yeah. can uh, <laughs> get inspired. We can get uh, yeah. excited. Uh, however, what makes uh, results is actually doing those actions. And uh, how about you? Uh, because I, I know that uh, you can get yourself motivated to get rid of that stress, go do the things. But uh, what, what, how much action do you really take? Because I hear like one of my questions is uh, on a survey, how uh, aware you are of a stress. And I would say you're quite aware because mm. you study, then you're like in an even different level than most of, uh, most of the people. But how successfully are you actually applying that knowledge? Well, that's, that's a really good question. Um, if you'd have talked to me a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. um, I was, and um, if you indulge me, I won't go too long into this, but I was going through a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges, health yeah. challenges, financial challenges, trying to create this business, uh, and even my family challenges. How about um, now? Because uh, we don't want now, to now, past, no, no, uh, no, no, but now future. it's better. Now it's better. But when you're talking about action, yeah, um, you need to. Uh, you need to take some action. Uh, Tony talks about massive action, but mm. some. I think people look at Tony and see that the, he's some superhero or superhuman. And this motivates, so, right? And, so and yeah, it, it, it motivates, and they feel a bit. Uh, what's the word? Intimidated in a way. Yes. So they think, well, I can't. And I used to be like that. I, I'll be honest with you. I used to see these people on stage. And, oh wow amazing you know mm -hmm. they're awesome i can't be like that i'm just a normal person but these people are normal but what they've done is they've taken the normal and they do they just do different things extraordinarily well that's what they do yeah. they're the same as you they if you cut them they bleed they go to the bathroom they eat they do you know they they can get sick as well they're not superhuman but they do yeah. take the action so going back to your question there are days when I am super productive. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. There's a flipping in my brain. They go, right, done. And there's other days that the duvet just feels very heavy. And, yeah. and I want to turn the alarm off. And, I, I, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I won't sugarcoat it for the viewers. There are days when I just want to stay in bed. I'll be honest with you. Me too. And then there are other days when I'm like a whirlwind. And um, get so much done in the day. And I, I think it is, it is, I'll tell you something. Um, I mean, it leads on to procrastination. Mm -hmm. And the reason why human beings procrastinate is because sometimes we're doing things that we don't want to do that we have to do. Yeah. You know, and that's why we procrastinate, you know. Um, but if you get it done and out of the way, you feel better. Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, relay uh, another motivational speaker that I have a lot of respect for, Brian Tracy calls Eat the Frog. Yeah. So if yeah. you eat frog first thing in the morning, you've got it out of the way, then you can do the other. And it so what's be the frog for you? So what's the, the frog that uh, the usually gets in your way? Uh, the frog for me is probably, in a way, posting on social media. Posting <laughs> on know? social media. Yeah, because um, before Christmas, I was posting on social media uh, for two weeks, mm -hmm. and it literally took, out, took over my life. And it's rather yeah. like being Neo in the Matrix, you know, you take mm -hmm. the red pill, take the blue pill, you know, and, it's a, and it can be a double-edged sword. I mean, it can be very addictive. And if you have a brand uh, like yeah. yourself, like your podcast, you need to get it out there, yeah. you know, and the same with me. But there's, there's days when I'm thinking, what do I talk about? You know, do I talk about my business, talk about my... I mean, lately, I've been posting uh, stories because people like yeah. stories about my days as a real estate agent. So that's yeah. been getting a lot more engagement than just saying, um, are you in a real estate agent? Do you need sales? Do you yeah. need valuations? I can get you that. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. It, but yeah, and um, social media is, is sort of, I would say, some things that I, I, it's, 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 I, I, I do enjoy social media, but 
you know, when you're trying to market it, it, it can be difficult, I think, and trying to post constant, consistent, because you've got all these other people that are on there that post all the time. But I, mm-hmm. I've realized they've got a team of people. They've got Definitely, a social media yeah. person. They've got a, a YouTube person, a LinkedIn person, a Facebook person. And when you're doing it yourself, and you, 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 you understand this, Tom, same thing. You've got your podcast. You've got to get it out there. You know, you've got to build your brand. Um, it's the same thing, you know, you, when you're doing it or you have as a, as a solopreneur, for want of a better word, you have to wear a lot of hats, you know, and you have have to coaches. Still, yeah, yeah, no, coaching is, coaching is one thing I absolutely 100% sold on. One person one time yeah. said to me, well, I don't need a coach. I can't afford a coach. And I said, that's exactly why you can't afford not to have a coach. See, you see what I did Price there. of not having the price look there's a there's a there's a there's a saying i love these sayings if you think education ex- is expensive try ignorance mm. and you can you can quote that because that's yeah. true because people i've been ignorant you know you don't you know what you know you don't know what you know and you don't know what you don't know and exactly. i didn't know what i didn't know and if i didn't have a, in fact coaching is what helped me get out of my depression in a way. Can you tell it I, in uh, one sentence? How did, uh, because I, I really yeah, have okay. a time limit here and uh, I, in one minute we're going to wrap up. So I would really want to hear the answer. How did okay. coaching uh, wrap you around? Without story, just some, some, like a quote. Give me a quote. Uh, coaching is allowing you to see the wood for the trees. Mm. That's what coaching is. They won't, it, they won't do it for you. They sort of draw the answers out, but coaching is allowing you to see the wood for you, the trees. You have someone on the sidelines cheering you on, and that's what a coach is. Um, and that's what I would say, because whatever you do, you know, sometimes you get too close. That's why they yeah. call the wood for the tree. So you're basically exactly. standing close to the... You can't see anything. You know, yeah. you're can't see anything no peripheral vision whereas if yeah, you have I would love coach... to hear that story uh sadly we have to okay. do it on a second time next time <laughs> yeah yeah and, i'll be uh, happy to do a follow-up yeah uh, no i'll be happy to uh, thank you for inviting me i, I feel very humbled and yeah. honored. you know yeah my yeah. pleasure so and uh, the last last question uh, what is the one thing you would uh, you're taking away from this uh, interview one thing for you uh the the fact that uh, i like what you said about love your stress and the the visual graphic or visual illustrations about the graph yeah. and even the bell curve because i didn't think about that as well because yeah. we think in pictures so mm-hmm. those two definitely you know i i i, I probably tolerate my stress but yeah. to love it would be good because then if i could get it on my side i don't have to keep worrying about it which means then yes. it doesn't cause stress. Do you see what I mean? So that would be, yeah. I'd say two things. One, the graphs, uh, the bell curve, and the other one, the, your love your stress. Yeah, okay, so thank you very much, Rajesh. And it's let's been keep a in pleasure. touch. Yeah, Have definitely. Magical Tom. Day. Def- Smile no. and be present. So you Bye. have an awesome day. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.